Hello and welcome to the MES Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Reagan, joined by John. How you doing, John? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. It is the Friday, March 11th episode, and we've got a quite a bit to talk about, so let's get right down to it, um, starting with the MLB being back. So after kind of a shaky past year with COVID and everything, they're actually going to be bringing things back together. Yeah. It looks like the uh, player association, along with the uh, MLB, have and the owners, I guess, uh, have found a way to work through their differences and find a way that appeases both sides to the point where they're willing to play. Uh, for a while there, it looked like they were just going to cancel the season outright uh, and not even play. But uh, like you said, they were able to put aside some differences and get to an agreement that fits both uh, the player and the owners and gets the money in the owner's pockets as well as the safety and everything that the uh, players were after. Uh, and they seemed like they got it. Um, but, I mean, at first, like I said, things were kind of on, on the shaky ground, on the shakier side of things, especially with the opening day being pushed out multiple times in different series also being pushed out uh, over the last few days, last few weeks. And finally, something uh, worked out and they were able to get it done. And they really waited to the last second to get it done. Because if they waited much longer, we might have had the whole season uh, outright mm-hmm. canceled. But we get some ba- uh, baseball back for the first time in a couple of years, honestly, yeah, it's at this been point. quite some time. And they made a change to the base size, I heard, as well. Yeah, they made a little bit of a change to the base size and made it a little bit bigger, which don't know why. Yeah, um, I'm not sure why. Either. Maybe that was part of the agreement. The agreement was you must enlarge our bases. Yep, we got to make it easier. Less distance to slide, I guess. I guess it also makes it easier to steal. Yep, because the throw to the throw to second base has been something from the catcher to the second baseman has been something that a lot of players get out unless you're very quick <laughs> to get over there. Now the base is a little bit wider, so you have a little bit of an advantage. Yeah, I'm, I'm not you sure how I feel about that, but I yeah. don't know. I it's one of those things. Baseball fans so are easy just for everybody. Happy that it's back. Baseball has been one of those things though, where it's like ebbs and flows, where they have lockouts and then mm-hmm. they come back and then they shut down I feel again. Like they probably did it the worst of the three sports that we've been covering. Yeah, it's not, but like not even just the during during the pandemic. It was also from uh, just money money reasons, or whatever. Even like multiple years ago, a long time ago, they had this similar situation where they wanted more money. The players were don't want to give in. They wanted mm-hmm. to do certain things. Huge lockout, lost a little bit of the base, brought it back. It went for a while. Now in the last couple of years, same thing happened, and finally it's coming back. They just can't afford to do this over and over again. I kind of fear yeah. that they'll they'll lose all their audience. Um, we'll see how many people tune in to watch because the NFL is heating up and then there's the XFL and the USFL, uh, depending on if the USFL gets shut down due to the lawsuit or whatever happens there. But I mean, I'm, it would be exciting to be able to cover another sport. I, I was concerned that they would not be playing, but it'd be kind of fun to see MLB. It's been a little bit of a, a time since anyone's even seen them step on the field. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than minor league, but now we got to kind of re-familiarize ourselves with the teams. Uh, obviously, baseball fans are, of different teams still memorize their teams, but a lot of movement since they got on the on the uh, on the diamond last. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, definitely, we'll have to see what happens. There's a lot of movement also with the NFL, like you said, um, and a couple of those moves happening on the field. A couple of them happening for our uh, announcers, Khalil Mack. Uh, the Bears are trying to trade him to the Chargers. What do you they think did. of that? They did trade him. It went through. Yeah, they went. To, it went through yesterday. All right. Um, that just makes the AFC a little more scary. I don't know why the Bears did that. Um, almost like they really don't think he has much value anymore. 
it was mostly just late round. I think it was like second and third round pick mm-hmm. that they traded for him, which doesn't make much sense to give the, that type of pass rusher to a team that already has Joey Boza on their on their team. They just they just kind of fed, yeah, they're gonna fed be the giant. Um, now that division with Padgett Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr all in one division now, and then you make the Chargers even better. Now you have like now the AFC has become to the point where it's almost like that 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 division of that conference, the division of the AFC, um, is like is one of the most scary that you could possibly think of playing yeah. against. And that will be a pretty. I imagine a lot of those teams will be in the playoffs next season. I think we talked about the the Denver Broncos and their success and their chances now uh, since Russell Wilson came in and giving them a leg up. Now you get Khalil Mack in there and. Now things are getting a little bit more scary for, excuse me, for uh for the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes obviously is Patrick Mahomes with this Chiefs team, so that's not going to take any sort of step back or anything. And then you've got um you got the Raiders who just signed a, a contract extension with Max Crosby, so you're getting another pass rusher that's really great there. So a lot of things that we're going to look forward to, but I, I think that and they also the Chargers signed Mike Williams, I believe, to another contract. So a lot of things are happening, especially in the AFC, that they're getting better now. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens there. But more importantly, I think the the Chargers are in such a position right now where they are they have a perfect opportunity to kind of rise to the head of that division because we don't know what Denver's going to look like. We can think and we can look at the pay uh, what's on paper and say to ourselves this looks like a pretty decent opportunity to them to strike gold blah 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 but we know that the chargers have success we know that they can beat pretty much any team in the afc and we know they can beat a lot of teams in the playoffs they just need to have the right opportunity and beat out a very very tough division like we've been talking about but i believe at this point with who they have around um around justin herbert and who what they've been able to put together justin herbert being I think this is going to be his third season now, which is kind of surprising. Um, yep. But I think right now he's in perfect position to make a really big push in an opportunity in such a time as it is right now. Because Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are really good, but they're being they're being found out more often. Um, and at this point, they need to change things up a little bit, but they still are the type of team that can go deep into the playoffs. So they need to be careful with that team. And they need to, in the regular season, get wins against them and play against them and have success. But for me... If you had to rank that division from one to four, in my opinion, you would go one Chargers, two Chiefs, um, and then three and four are pretty interchangeable between the Raiders and the Denver Broncos. Right now, we have no idea what the Denver Broncos are looking like, but we know defensively they were really good, and I think Russell Wilson brings them up into that third spot, and then the fourth is the Raiders. That's where I would put them. Um, So I think that the Chargers are in perfect position where they're at. And then adding Cleo Mack on top of that, you end up making a, a, a huge monster that can absolutely destroy on the football field. So I'm excited to see what, what this next season holds. Plus we haven't even talked or we haven't even touched free agency yet. That hasn't started, but that will start in about three days. I think it's the 14th is when it's uh, is legal tampering time. So mm-hmm. the free agency is getting kicked into high gear. So the charges can be even better in the next couple of weeks and then you get the draft and then you start to actually see these guys in the football yeah. field. Um, and I just think that the bears made a huge mistake getting rid of him because yeah. they're also going to probably lose Allen Robinson in free agency as well. So now you lose your best pass rusher and your best wide receiver and you have a small uh, or not a small, but a rookie uh, quarterback, a brand new head coach and a lot of other variables weighing in and you get rid of Cleo Mack for basically next to nothing for the type of, 
presence that he can have. Obviously, there's some injuries and stuff, so maybe that's why they did that, and maybe they just wanted to move on. But I believe the Chargers can use him in such a way that they're going to definitely regret their decision. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty crazy division in the, in the AFC. We'll have to see how that all shakes out. Free agency starting, like you said, in a few days, probably next week. And Dallas is already showing interest in Bobby Wagner, and we talked about him a little bit. He's uh, possibly going to go play for the Cowboys, and Dan Quinn was his defensive coordinator with Seattle a few years back. What do you think of that? Uh, I'm just surprised that Seattle got rid of him. Honestly, we've talked about this uh, on Wednesday when the whole Seattle thing broke and a lot of the players were getting released and whatnot. But to get rid of Bobby Wagner, it was just kind of one of those things. It's like, why are we doing this? Because they need a leader. They need a guy that can, a centralized player that can help this really unorganized Seattle defense become something. And when you get rid of Russell Wilson, obviously you're trending towards a rebuild or you're already there. But getting rid of a key piece on defense, your last Legion to Boom piece that's been there since that era... And you just say goodbye without. He posted on Twitter that he didn't have any warning of that happening. He had no idea that's what even what they were thinking about doing. And you just get rid of him. You don't even try to trade him. You don't. You don't try yeah, any that I'm logical not sure step. What Carroll's up to getting rid of those last pieces of what was the golden era of Seattle. Exactly. Like it doesn't make sense with like the the thought process doesn't make sense because you could definitely trade by Wagner to a different team like mm, Dallas. Sure. Like he's generating so much interest right now. And teams are going to jump at him and give a really good offer. You could probably get draft choice. You could probably get a player from it. But what you decide to do is just randomly cut him right after releasing Russell Wilson. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah. you know, Pete Carroll has a lot of say in what happens uh, right now. <laughs> and so does the GM. That's just how the contract works. But you draft so well at one point and you have so many great players that Seattle just refuses to retain them. When they get to a certain age, they're like, okay, time to bring in the next, time to bring in the next, time to bring in the next. And they never, ever draft in the first round, but they have multiple draft first round draft choices now. So please just at least tell me as a, as a lifelong Seattle fan, uh, my entire life I've watched Seattle. I've really enjoyed the heyday and then the downs and the ups and blah, blah, blah. But I can't really, it's like one of those things that you just kind of like, why are we doing this particular decision? And you get rid of the player that you, you like, it seems like they're going against everything they've ever done. Usually they would keep Bobby Wagner and they would keep Russell Wilson, these playmakers, and they would build around them because that's what they normally do. Now you get rid of them for no reason, for no compensation, and just letting him go to your same division. Like, you got rid of Russell Wilson and told him to leave your your conference, but now you're going to give it to, like, the Dallas Cowboys who could definitely wreck you and keep you out of the playoffs, and you're already struggling. So at least just just draft. Draft in the first round this year. Get, get a quarterback. You have a couple second-round draft choices. Do the smart thing for Seattle because right now Seattle fans are pretty, I imagine, pretty upset I mean, yeah. about all the pieces that they've, that they've left. Wagner. And Russell Wilson is one of those players that, like, you don't find a whole lot of them in the draft. You, you can't build a no, team yeah. from the draft. So unless they're planning on just doing a lot of free agency moves and then doing some draft choices moves, but my feeling is they're going to do some draft, uh, they're going to do some free agency stuff that's going to basically seem like a lot but probably knew nothing on the football field and yeah they'd be the same old Seattle Seahawks and then they're going to get to the draft and then we'll see them just get rid of their first round draft choice to a different team for maybe a player and a bunch of their later picks and we'll be like come yeah. on you need yeah. an opportunity to draft a player a reasonably good quarterback on paper and out of college to come into your team and help you do that rebuild but if they're able to actually draft and they're actually able to hold on to their draft choices I think that's a good step in the right direction um, and a good thing for the next coach that comes in, but 
they really have an opportunity to either make sure Seattle's on the right trajectory for the next, I don't know, 15 years, 10 years, or whatever it may be, or they can really hose them for the foreseeable future and give them pretty more, pretty much no option for hope, and then the next coach and the next GM will have to figure things out. But yeah. we don't know how long that's obviously going to be for PK or how long he's going to play, or coach, I'm sorry. But the just the moves they've made thus far have been really shocking, and I wouldn't be surprised if more shocking moves are, are made. Yeah, hopefully their next move isn't to drop Tyler Lockett. Okay, let's take a look at the announcers. That's been making some moves. You know, Amazon came into play. They're going to be taking over Thursday Night Football. So Joe Buck, I was kind of worried about where he was going to land, but he's going to be going to Monday Night Football to join. Who's he joining? Troy Aikman. Night Football. Who is it? Troy Aikman. Okay, great. So, so we're going to have the same guys back. together again. Which is nice. Which is awesome. They just wanted to leave Fox. They basically just wanted to leave the bad football games for the great Monday night football games. there we go. That was their goal. And they got it done. Solid work. Um, Yeah, I I think it's one of those things. And Amazon's going to figure out what they want to do. And uh, Fox is... Oh, no. Fox has gone out of that conversation. But they still have to figure out what they want to do for um, Sun and... Gosh, America's Game of the Week. Because they still own that. So they have to figure out who their guys are going to be in the booth there. ESPN got probably the best of the situations because now they got everything they need and they uh, got a, um, a co- the best, in my opinion, one of the best announcer duos yes. uh, around the league. And then oh, also Amazon got Kirk Herbstreet. I don't know if I okay. really d- like that Let's decision. See how that goes. I like him as uh, a college announcer. I just don't. No, it doesn't fit. I don't think the mold of of the NFL and quite the rec- quite the correct way because he's specialized in the NCAA for so long. So there's that whole thing. But I think I think Amazon did the exact right choice and got things going in the exact right way. So I'm excited to see exactly how what goes ne- uh, what comes next for them. Um, but, yeah, I like that they uh, – that's what they decided to do. I think it was definitely the smartest. Yeah, I'm glad they're the staying smartest. together. And I, I, like, I like that they're – the ESPN crews have been cycling out so often. That will finally stop now because the last couple of years we've had – uh, multiple different groups and yeah. i'm also glad it's uh it's not um mul- three guys i'm glad it's back to, yeah, two. Back to the two so i, I, I like enjoy that i think it's going to be a really good year for espn i'm excited about that yeah we'll have to see how kind of what football presentation looks like going into this next season we'll have a couple of changes so excited for that all right i believe it is time for the trivia question yes what do we have all right so this one seattle related because um, I think that's be a fun one, and it's I think will be a, a difficult one for you. So All right. we know Russell Wilson, probably one of the best Seattle Seahawks uh, quarterbacks of all time, as far as wins are concerned, and, and all of that. But my question for you is, who's the next? Who has the who has the second most wins as a Seattle Seahawks quarterback? Oh gosh. See, you know, I'm not sure that I know many. I can give you a list. Many of three. Of okay. I don't. I don't think most people know most of them is just Russell Wilson, but yeah. Uh, so you got Jim Zorn. Okay. You've got Jeff Kemp. Okay. You got Russell Wilson, which you know he's not. And then Matt Hasselbeck. Those are your it's four. Not Matt Hasselbeck. Is it Jim Zorn? Jim Zorn. Um, uh, it is not Jim Zorn. It is not Jim Zorn. It is Matt Hasselbeck. Is it really Matt Hasselbeck? Yes. Wow. Who's tied with Dave? Craig, I want to say, with okay. 72. But the, the the difference is 72 wins for Matt Hasselbeck and Dave, but Russ Wilson has 104. 
Okay. <laughs> it's not really well, all that close. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even sure I was watching Seattle football when Jim Zorn was playing. No, so. no, you were not. So A little before your time. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, for our, our generation, Russell Wilson's a staple of quarterbacks for Seattle. Yes, and that's is. why it's even harder that they traded him. I know. And, and yeah, it feels like they're hosing that team. Come on, Pete. Yep. All right. Well, this was a very fun episode. Glad to get on and do it. And we'll be looking forward to next week and what that holds in this sports world. Yeah, thanks for hanging. Yep. See ya. See ya. God bless.